All right. Hey, welcome to episode 17 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the CEO and founder at Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the best strategies for, for fat loss and for fitness. Uh, and we've got a really uh, dynamite guest today. His name is Tom Langton. Tom's a guy that uh, I got to know through some coaching groups of mine. And uh, Tom has a uh, uh, runs all the training out at a place called Gabriel Fitness and Performance out in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. Um, and again, this is, uh, if you were to ever meet Tom, um, first of all, the first thing you would notice is the sheer size of him. He's uh, a large individual at 6'10", and well, we'll leave the weight out of it. We'll 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 say you're <laughs> we'll say you're playing weight, right, or something. No, no, I did. I'm under I'm under 300 pounds now. We'll put it that way. All right, I that's played, good. I played uh, over and I played over, and now I'm under. How about all right, that? perfect, perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got Tom here today to talk about kind of the strategies that he's seen work, and um, Tom's an authority on this because they they've they've literally helped thousands of people at this gym. It's it's a um, it's a huge place and they've done extraordinarily well. Uh, so Tom, thank you so much for taking time to join me today. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's an honor to be on here, man. This is really cool. I'm, I'm actually, I actually spent some time in Michigan. You didn't, you didn't touch on that. I'm, I'm from New Jersey, but I spent five years in beautiful Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I yeah, was, a, I, was a a, I was a central Michigan Chippewa. So, yeah, so for all your listeners from, from that area, I was, a, I, I spent some time in your, I had some buddies from Celine and Ann Arbor. So I, I know that area pretty well. Yeah, that's true. You even knew not on, not just Ann Arbor, but the uh, the neighboring town too. Wow, Brighton is bright. Brighton's near you guys too, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's tw- like twenty minutes up the road. I had a bunch a bunch of my teammates were from that area, so I, I know it pretty well. Okay, nice. Are you uh, looking for good things from the chips this year, or what? They played last night. They they beat Albany. I, I don't know. They have a new coach. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm a little bit. It's been a while since I've been there, so I still follow them. But it's I mean, you know how it goes. Once you get a decade past your playing days, it's, you lose a little steam. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you'll never lose that, uh, excitement for the beginning of football season. I, I know that much. Yes, so. Love it. Love it. But I think, uh, I don't know, we've, we've, uh, kind of gotten to know each other over the years and I, I just really respect the way you do what you do and, and, uh, really look up to kind of the, what you've been able to build there with Vince at, uh, at Gabriel fitness. Um, I also kind of enjoy like anytime we're at a seminar together or uh, like a perform better thing, something like that. It's if we're having a conversation, it's people just stand around in awe at right. the, at the heights. Um, but you are like, you're like the one guy I'm like, damn, this is what it feels like to be looking up at someone. I don't, I don't experience that too much, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So you're obviously, you're, you're kind of an icon there at that place. And uh, you know, not just because of your size, but because of the way you deal with people and, and the way you help people. And, you know, you, you're at, you know, over 300 members right now at, yep. at your place there in, in Berkeley Heights. And, you know, you're focusing on fitness and fat loss for, for adults. And a lot of times that's usually between 40 and 60. So a lot like the people that are listening to this show right now. And I guess I wanted to have you on and I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you've seen this, you've seen this over and over again. You've seen success story after success story after success story. And we have our own kinds of success stories here, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the most influential ones for you and sort of the, the, you know, either weight loss or fat loss stories that stick out in your mind. Um, and then talk a little bit about what those strategies were like and, and how those people were able to do that. Because I think the more, the more people know, the more, uh, that our listeners know, 
uh, the better off they're going to be and the better mindset they'll be in, the better situation they'll be in to put them to, to have success themselves. So, um, what do you, what do you think has allowed you guys to have so much success in this area, in this fitness and fat loss area? That's, that's the, so, so that's a broad, the, the, the main thing is we kind of started out like most people and we went and dove into like the science of nutrition really, really deep. Like when I first started coaching nutrition, I, like, like you said, I played football. So I was really my first client. I played at 330 pounds. At one point after my playing days, I was over 400 pounds. Whoa. So I was, so like my, right. So Good my, God. yeah, <laughs> I'll show you some pictures of that next time I see it. But, but I was, I was well over 400 pounds. So I was my first, I was like the hair club for men guy. Like I was my own first, I was my own first client. Right. But I dove deep into the science side of it. And for me, it was interesting. And I kind of got me into the industry a little bit. But when I started actually working with people, I realized like that stuff is important. And I think that's where most people in looking nutrition spend most of their time is all the scientific stuff. Should I do keto or is it low carb or high fat or high protein? When really it's more about like the lifestyle habits. So the busy, busy, biggest success stories when you ask me that it's the people that were able to change their habits and less about the science of like this diet worked better because I've seen every kind of diet work for every type of person, but it's the person who's able to like implement things into their lifestyle. So from a success story standpoint, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones, men, women, old, young, but it's really the people who are able to adapt their daily habits is, I know that's a broad answer, but that's really where I've seen the most success. It's less about the protein, carb, fat kind of ratios, if that makes sense. Well, and I think everybody sort of has a pretty good understanding of what's good to eat and what's not good to eat. Right. Um, and so you, you, I think you're right. It's, it's about putting yourself in a situation where you're able to eat the, the food that you know is good for you and that kind of stuff. Um, go a little bit deeper on that. I mean, you, you mentioned lifestyle habits. So you're saying it's not just, it's not just what you're eating. Well, it's, it's really like fitting it in. So, I mean, here, here's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the first story. So where we start most people, obviously we start people making sure they're staying hydrated, drinking enough water. And it seems like a very, but that's always the first place. Most people are not staying hydrated. It'll also help you eat a little bit less. There's a bunch of different reasons why, but that's the most basic level. The next step is we try to improve the quality of the food. So I know that seems like very, very simple, but I'll give you an example. So I have a, actually a good friend of mine who I grew up with, who's now a client of mine. And he owns a bar. So you can understand the hours of a bar owner. He wakes up at like 1230, one o'clock in the afternoon, goes to work at five, works till four in the morning, right? So it's not an ideal lifestyle. Mm. He had gained a bunch of weight when he opened his bar. He came in and he's down about 50 or 60 pounds now. And all we did was switch the quality of his food. So you say, oh, you have to eat breakfast. You have to, there's all these like things that you hear. You have to do this. You have to do that. What we did was we looked at his, his daily schedule. And we said, okay, when, what are you eating and when are you eating it? Because the hardest thing for somebody to change is their, their schedule, right? So this guy eats at nine at night. He eats after work, which is four. And again, that's not ideal. But we looked at it and said, okay, let's just change the quality of the food that you're eating at that time. Because we have to work with what we have. I can't force this guy to get up at eight in the morning and have an omelet or have a protein shake. It's just not realistic for him. So we looked at his daily schedule. We broke it all down. And we said, okay, let's just change the quality. When those small changes started happening, he started losing weight and then he kind of gained momentum. So I think that's, that's really the first place that we start people is we say, what are you doing right now? Let's make some small changes back. Because I think people get into nutrition, you hear these nutrition coaches, you have to have breakfast. You have to have X grams of protein every single day. That's all good stuff. But if someone's just starting out, we're going to start, we're going to take a look at what they're doing and say, okay, what can we make? So 
If you don't eat breakfast, let's not worry about that. Let's look at your lunch. Can we fix that a little bit? Can we fix your dinner a little bit? We make those small changes and we build on them from there. And that has without a doubt been probably the most successful strategy that we've used on across the board. That guy was just one example. So you're, you're talking about um, just looking at making minor improvements in the, in the quality of the food. And by that you, I'm guessing you mean like replace a fried chicken with a chicken breast sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, so think about it. Usually when you hear like strategies, you say like something like intermittent fasting, don't eat until this and you have an eating window or you have to, we've all heard you have to eat X amount of meals a day. And when people hear these strategies, I think they can get intimidated and say, I have to do this. I have to do that. And I said, no, let's just look at what you're doing right now. So are you eating two meals? Are you eating three meals? Whatever it is, let's look at what those meals are. And like you said, make small changes. And even beyond that, like, where are you eating them? So a lot of people that we have, we're very close to New York City. So a lot of people commute in New York. So they're eating their lunch from a restaurant in New York City every day. And there's nothing we can do about that. We can say, pack your lunch or make your own lunch. It's just not realistic for those people. So we look at the menu of that restaurant and say, you normally have a sandwich. Let's have a salad instead. For dinner, you normally do this. Let's do this instead. And let's not try to change your entire lifestyle. You don't have to change your schedule. You don't have to change where you're going. You don't have to carry around Tupperware with you. What are you doing right now? And let's tweak that. And then we can build on it from there. And that's, I think, like I said, that has been the best strategy that we've used is kind of simplifying everything and saying, where are you going to eat? You're going to eat here? Okay, let's find something there that's better than what you're doing right now. And those incremental changes over time is where we see success. So hold on, you're telling me that there's not a magic bullet here that things can't necessarily be fixed in two months. Here's the truth. Like, yes, they can. I'll give you another example. So we had a guy come in. It was a, he was a football, college football player. He had an injury. And he had like nine weeks to get ready for a pro tryout. So we, we laid out a, and he had the unbelievable results in two months. But his entire life was geared around his nutrition and his training and his sleep patterns. And we had to change everything. If I showed you his plan, it would, it, it's, it's like really annoying. And I, I kind of told him, listen, if you want to play in the NFL, here's all the things that you have to do. And his entire life turned into monitoring that, that nutrition. And he got great results. It was his job. Yeah. It became his job. Right. So I think, and I think that's what's happening is a lot of the nutrition advice we get are from bodybuilders, from professional athletes, from these people who literally get your job. Like if you're on Instagram scrolling through, or if you're on Facebook seeing these fitness professionals that are, that are, you know, lifting with their shirts off wherever that's their whole entire job is to drink protein shakes and make chicken breast and meal prep for three hours a day. But the people that we're working with, that's not realistic for them. So we have to look at well, what's your lifestyle. Well, I have to get up in the morning, take my kids to school. Blah, blah. So we have to try to fit good habits into that lifestyle. And, and that's where you're going to see the most success. First of all, I, that's what people think about us. You know that, right? If, if you're associated with a gym in any way, you, they just assume you're the Instagram guy with your shirt off. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I wish. No, no. That, <laughs> it, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, though. You're absolutely right. But again, you're an entrepreneur, bro. Like, like, you have the same struggles as a lot of your clients do. You got to get up early in the morning. You got to deal with your kids. You have crazy hours. You're taking phone calls. Like, where do you fit that stuff in? So it's like you cannot base your entire – it's not realistic unless you're a professional athlete or a professional figure model to base your entire life around this meal plan. And it, it, here's the thing, if it is realistic, it's for very, very short windows. And, and we have helped people, I'm not gonna lie to you, like we have tightened up nutrition on people. So if someone comes to us and they say, I'm getting ready for a wedding and I have six weeks. Okay, it's, you're not gonna like your lifestyle, but here's what it is. But for people who want long-term health and wanna you know, lose weight and feel better, it's, it doesn't have to be that. 
It just has to be like, let's make some small changes to what you're already doing. And you can see some results if you're consistent with them. Yeah, I'm with you there. In fact, you know, we do some, we do some nutrition coaching here as well, but we won't, I've never done a meal plan for somebody um, because it just doesn't, it doesn't translate. It seems like a great idea, but they're, we're not, we're not having this conversation with them because they don't know what they should eat. We're having this conversation because their life just isn't built in a way that allows them to, to eat the way they should. Right. I think the best example I can give to you, and this is what I use when I, when I teach my coaches here, how to work with people on nutrition is it's like teaching a little leaguer how to throw a baseball. Like you're not going to take major league pitching coach skills and teach them how to throw curveballs and sinkers and all that stuff. It's too advanced. The skills are too advanced for that person. So when we're working with a nutrition client, we want to simplify it because that person's not a professional. They're not like we want to dummy everything down a little bit and really make it as simple as possible to fit it into their lifestyle. Because most people are like, we have to look at their schedule. They're not going to be able to prep all their own food. They're going to be eating at restaurants. They're going to be going out. Don't try to change anybody's lifestyle. Let's simplify it. Like, teach a little leaguer how to throw a ball. Don't teach a major leaguer how to throw a curveball. That's the uh, that's the best example I can give for you. No, that makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, along those lines, I mean, that we up to now we've only talked nutrition. So right. that leads me to believe that that's kind of an important part of the puzzle. And you know, we hear. You know, it's, it's 80%, it's 90% of the, of the equation and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, nutrition includes, I think, like you're talking about, includes all the lifestyle stuff too. It's not just what you're eating. It's, it's how you're eating. It's when you're eating it. It's where it's how you're sleeping, how your stress levels are. I think that what we've seen here and you may be able to, I'm sure, oh God, you probably have times 30 of this. Um, the people that have the most that get the most, I don't know, not fired up. Fired up isn't the right word. The, the, like if something goes out of it or weight plateaus or something like that, it's like hit the panic button and, you know, do all these extra things and, and all this stuff. I think, I really think stress level about that and anxiety about that leads to fewer results. Right. And I'm sure with you guys, you know, you've got people who commute on the train every day into New York city in and out, you know, an hour and a half, both ways or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, talk about that and like stress levels and, and what you've seen there. And, and if you do anything for that, hundred percent, I mean, there's a, there's a direct correlation between, you know, fat gain, weight gain and increased stress. I mean, we see it during different times of year. We see it depending on the person's industry, you know, people are in accounting during tax season, you know, stress levels go up a little bit and there's no doubt about it. It's like, because stress levels go up, your time gets cut down. You can't you can't focus on the same things, and it's like to expect those same results year round. We've never seen anybody consistently lose fat. Like we would have a bunch of people walking. We've had clients for eight years or ten years. We'd have people walking around here that weigh fifty four pounds. Like it's just not realistic to to lose weight to lose two pounds every month. There's going to be times when you plateau based on whatever it is, right? Based on your stress levels. Based on you know we have a lot of people. You know, the age range that we work with, the 40 and over, we have a lot of people who have sick parents. So they have to go start taking care of their parents. Their stress levels increase, their sleep habits have. People that have young babies at home, like it's hard to lose fat if you're getting three or four hours of sleep at night. So like all of those factors weigh into it. You always have to take that into account. And sometimes the plans that we give people are just about maintaining where they are right now. So we know someone's going into like a really busy work season or someone's parent, like let's just Let's try to keep you exactly where you are for two or three months 
and, and understand that that's what's going to have to happen because it's not realistic for someone to lose fat and lose weight year round. It's just not possible. And even little spikes up every once in a while, we can deal with that. But, but it, that's, that's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes for us. That's the way it goes for all of our clients. So, but yeah, I mean the lifestyle, I mean, we, we work with people on sleep habits. We work with people, like I said, hydration is the most important one. And that's the one that I think it's often overlooked, but sleep is a huge one. So not just, and I think when people talk about sleep, people start going, well, it's impossible for me to, to get X amount of hours of sleep. So one thing that we really focus on is the quality of the sleep. So improving habits, like blacking out the room, um, lowering the temperature. There's a lot of little tricks that you can use because we have a lot of people, like you said, that work in the city. They have to be on a, a 6 a.m. or a 7 a.m. train to get to New York. They're only going to get five hours of sleep. There's nothing else we can do. They have a family. They have a busy schedule. They can only guarantee six hours of sleep. So for me to tell them, well, no, 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 you have to get eight. It's just not realistic. But like, okay, let's take those six hours and let's try to make them as good as, as we possibly can. So what techniques, what things can we do to improve that quality as opposed to always just looking at the quantity? It's the same thing with food. The same, you know, if we can't always tweak the quality, like how much you're eating, let's improve the quality. And that's kind of the same idea carries over. Cool. Yeah. And, and, uh, you're working with people individually on that, or is that just something that that's, that you kind of talk about there at the gym? It's a part of the culture there. We do, we do both. It's part, it's part of the culture. You know, we're consistently talking about it. You know, people, we, we do do some individual nutrition coaching and we do small group nutrition coaching. We've done that in the past. And if people do, like I said, if people do have events coming up or very specific goals, you know, we may, we may help them a little bit more, but in general, that's just kind of the culture is like, you know, we're trying to constantly make little small improvements how can we help you? You know, what, what are the areas? And, and that's, like I said, when we have someone come in and sit down and they're struggling with their weight. They're struggling to lose fat. They don't have energy is a big one that we hear a lot about is like, my energy is really low. So usually that can be correlated to a bunch of different things. It's usually a combination of different things. But when we sit down, we don't just look at their meal plan. We say, okay, tell me what your day looks like. What time do you wake up? What do you do? When do you have a chance to eat? What are you drinking? And then, at, and then talk to me about your nighttime habits. You know, are you drinking a bottle of wine? Are you going out to a bar? What time do you go to bed? So we want to look at the big picture and then we're going to look and say, okay, what are the simple changes that we can make within that picture? Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's improving sleep. Sometimes it's adding exercise. You know, sometimes it's adding a nap. Like I said, for those people that can only get three or four hours in the middle of the night, well, maybe we can add an hour at lunchtime. Maybe we get you a sneak a nap in there. So what are those small changes you make in your lifestyle that can improve your energy or help you lose weight or whatever it might be? First of all, I love that naps are coming back in now. Like there's, there's research backing naps now, which is fantastic. I've, I've been, I mean, you know, you know, with our industry, I mean, I get up at 4.30 every morning to be here at six, for our six o'clock clients. And then around 11 a.m., it dies down a little bit. And then we don't have clients to come back until three or four in the afternoon. And I am nap, I've been napping every day for, you know, 30 to 40 minutes every day for 10 years. It's, that's part of my lifestyle. Nice. If I don't get that nap, I'm, I'm not a happy guy. But Again, that's just, there's nothing I can do to change that. If I want to work in this industry, I have to be here early in the morning. So in order to combat that, I take naps. 30 to 40 minutes would, would leave me drowsy the rest of the day. I'm like a five minute, five oh, yeah. to 10 minute cruising, you know, just lay down for a second, pop up. I'm good to go. So I guess I'm lucky there, but, um, well, let's, let's talk training a little bit. Cause obviously, um, so if you're, if you're listening, this is a place that I go, it's like a little field trip for me. It's a place that I go to to see 
uh, energy to see, to mimic what it should, what a gym should feel like, what a gym should look like. Um, and so this is a place that I go and take field trips to the energy is fantastic. Most, most days, <laughs> um, everybody's got their days, but, um, just, you know, th- they've got it dialed in there to the point where, you know, it's a part, it fits into people's lives and, and, um, the members are making it fit into their lives. I know everybody's busy, uh, but this is a place that, that members want to go that, that members, you know, want to go two, three, four, five times a week. So talk about the, the training side a little bit, Tom. And I, and, you know, right now, as of right now, we've, we've put a premium on lifestyle and nutrition, which is, I think true. Um, but to have a place where you can go, where you get excited to move is a big deal. So talk a little bit about the training and kind of what you see most people doing there, the people that are having the most success on the training side. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, the first thing from our training philosophy is that we don't want to crush people. Like we want, we want to teach, we want people to work hard. I think there is something to coming in here and working hard and feeling like you accomplished something. But I, our goal is that everybody walks out of here feeling better than when they walked in. And I think it's simple. Like, if I could put it simply, that's the way it has to be. And that's the way we coach our trainers. And that's the way we tell our clients. And we do have clients that want to come in and have us like absolutely hammer them. And we just kind of said like, that's not, that's not what we do here. Again, we're trying to fit this in. Most of our clients have very, very busy lives. And so we don't want you to come in here and have to go home and lay down for, right, take it. We don't want you to have to force you to take two hour naps or feel like you can't move the rest of the day or be so sore the next day that so so you know for us our training philosophy is small doses consistently over time so when you come in we're, you're going to work hard for small periods of time we want you to get we want you in here three or four days a week minimum um or i'm sorry yeah, three or four days a week but anything less than that you're probably not going to have a great training effect because we're not trying to hammer you and and we do we have had results with less than that but that's really our main philosophy you're going to come in you're going to work hard your heart rate's going to be up you're going to break a sweat you're going to feel like you're working but it's not to the point where you have to limp out of here. Like you should be moving better when you walked out than when you walked in. Um, that's, I know that's a, kind of like a broad approach, but that's, that's our main philosophy from a training side. Well, I mean, you get, here's the thing. Let's no matter where someone's coming from, like let's say they have an athletic background, like, like you and I do, or let's say they've never been in athletics or inclined to move. And they're just, they know that they should, cause they don't want to end up, uh, looking like they're, you know, they don't want to end up mimicking their parents' path where they're kind of hobbling around at 80 years old. Um, regardless of where you're coming from, there's, if you're just getting going again, or, you know, and you're an athlete's body that's beat up, you're at risk for injury, right? If you get to that 10 out of 10 in terms of challenge every day, put yourself at risk of injury. Um, then you're on the shelf for a couple of weeks and you're not moving forward. Um, so, I mean, the, the, I think it's, it's like the Instagram idea. Like you want to look awesome and like you're like, you're um, you got to give it everything you got every single day. It's easy to fall into that trap, but it's just not, it's not true. People get hurt. People get burnt out. Um, but if you walk out after an eight out of 10 day, like you could have done a little more, but you're walking down the stairs on your own without uh, leaning on the railing and you got a smile on your face. That's somebody who's going to come back and do it the next day and be consistent with it. Um, no, no, hundred percent. I mean, I think the, the the overlying idea that people outside of our industry have about what they should do when they start is eat a lot less than they're eating now and train way harder and way more than they train right now. And I think that combination, if someone's coming from not doing anything for a long period of time, just destroys people. It makes them feel way, way worse. Again, most people are coming to us 
to feel better, to have more energy. And if you just cut your calories in half and increase your training two or three hours a day, it's going to have the most adverse effect on your body. And we've seen it time and time again, where people come in, they're not eating enough. They're trying to push themselves in the gym and we have to literally pull them back from the training, add more food to their nutrition to make them feel better. And like, sometimes that's, that's the trick is like, you have to train. We have a lot of runners that come in here and they want to get stronger. They want to run better. And part of that is just maybe feeding them a little bit more, like having them eat more. It sounds crazy, but you eat a little bit more, you train a little bit less, but you're smarter about your training and you're going to feel better. You're going to increase your energy. So, I mean, that's, but again, that's the idea in fitness is like, you see all the time, like get on the grind, you got to grind every day. And like, you know, you got to walk out of the gym. Like when there's so many pictures every day I see on social media of people laying on the gym floor and like not being able to move after a workout. And here's the thing, every once in a while, I guess that's okay, but that's not what we want to see every day, day in and day out. You're not going to get the results you want doing that. Well, and, and that's funny you say that. I mean, we, we actually haven't talked about this yet. It, that sounds like a, a beautiful, like you just teed me up for this, but we really have not talked about this before. The, the whole idea behind this fit life formula is, um, and, and this is kind of the idea behind the podcast is the, the fit life formula is three days a week of something you like doing that gets you active, whether it's, you know, taking a walk in the park, riding a bike, um, you know, doing a fitness class, whatever it might be. So three days a week of something you love doing, something that makes you feel good, two days a week of strength training, and one day a week of like one workout that just sucks, that crushes you a little bit um, in a safe way. But just by the end of it, you're thinking like, holy, you know, even if it's a five, 10 minute interval session or something like that. So, um, you know, for us, the, for the fit life formula, it's, it's once a week where you're just sort of topping out like that. And, yep. and, uh, that shockingly is enough. And the more you read about it, the more I, the more I see, the more research I see it's on par, like it's, it's right there. So you really only need to get after it one day a week tops, right. And then just move in the, in the rest of your life too. So I think like we do this stuff in here so you can do your stuff out there. No, I, I think, I mean, you were a professional athlete. I was never a professional, but I played at a, at, a, at a fairly high level. But if you followed around high level athletes, like you'd be surprised how light practices are. Like you follow a, a high level football team or like their practice, they're moving, they're sweating. Yes. They're, but they're not trying to kill each other day in and day out on Sunday. They're getting after it. And that's the thing. And then the rest of the week is just getting them ready for that big day. And just kind of like they're almost in recovery mode the rest of the time. It's not possible for people to stay healthy and just beat the hell out of themselves day in and day out. Like you, like we used to say, talk about it, like you should walk out of practice feeling better. I mean, besides, besides the massive head trauma that I suffered for all those, <laughs> but as far as my, as far as my joints go, my back and my knees and things like that, like they didn't want us to do that type of stuff. And like, it's the same philosophy that we have here. It's like, we want you to walk out of here feeling better. Like your knee shouldn't hurt after a workout. Your back shouldn't hurt after a workout. If it is, you're not doing the right things or you're doing, you're doing too much. And, and we're constantly talking to our clients about that. The one thing question that you hear, you come in here and you will hear our coaches ask our clients, how do you feel? How did that feel? How do you feel? Like we ask that question hundreds of times a day from the second they walk in the door to while they're doing the workout. And then before they leave, we want to gauge their feeling. How are you feeling? Are you tired? Are you beat up? And, and that's a question that we ask over and over. How'd that feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? And we want to know if we get a negative answer, we're going to stop and have a conversation about it. Because we don't want negative answers when we ask how you feel. You should always feel good or feel better, I should say. Yeah. And that should be like an upward slope of feeling better as time goes on. 
Cool. No, I mean, this is, this is great. And, and it's, uh, it's easy to get caught up in what would be the fad diet of, of exercises. You know, it's easy to just like it's uh, you want the answer to be in, in keto or um, high fat or, or paleo or whatever it is, whatever diet you want. It's easy to get caught up in saying, well, this is what I need to do in terms of exercise. But the reality is, you know, when you can clean up a lot of the lifestyle stuff and when you can come in and move and, and get to like an eight out of a 10 where you could walk out of the gym saying, yeah, I probably could have done a couple more, but I don't need to. That's what keeps people progressing forward. Um, and I, I think, you know, our philosophy matches really well with that or, or you know, pretty much identically with, the, with that. Let's, let's wrap this up. Um, so give me three sort of, let's say, let's say you're listening to this and you're thinking like, you know what? I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, fit into my clothes a little bit better, not looking to drop uh, 50 pounds, you know, I, I just, you know, 10, 15 pounds, something like that. Give me top three things that are going to apply sort of across the board and they should be broad. They should be broad because we're talking about a broad audience here. Okay. I, I, the first thing I would do is I would literally like write down what a normal day looks like for you. I would take it the same way that write down a normal day and say like, okay, what is the one thing that would be the easiest from a nutrition standpoint, what's the one thing that would be the easiest for me to improve? So like I said, is it your lunch? Are you normally having something? Can you just tweak what you're having? Is it your dinner? Find that one meal that you can improve and start there and just become like militant with that one meal and, and don't, don't change that. Right. So that's, and that's what we do with our people. We look at their day and we say, what's the easiest one to fix. You're already having lunch at a restaurant. Let's just make that lunch a little bit better. You're already making yourself breakfast. Let's make something else. Don't try to change your entire lifestyle. Don't try to add something in. Don't try to take something away. Make a small change to that one thing. So I would, I would start there. Number two, I, exactly what you said. I would find something that you like to do from a training standpoint, whether it's yoga, whether it's jogging, whether it's, it's something that you like a movement practice that you can do consistently three to four days a week. And that's what we say. Like not everybody loves weight training. Not everybody loves cardio, but some people do. And then you find the one that you love and, and do it consistently. Because if you don't like doing it, you're not going to do it consistently. It's going to break down. You're going to get miserable. So, you know, it's like listening to music, you know, like if you, you can listen to a bad song once, but you're not going to listen to it every day. So find the stuff that you like that you can stick to and start doing that movement. Like you said, three to four days a week. Um, the third one I would say is like, for me, it sounds, it sounds kind of like cheesy, but find a community. Like for us, that's why we love coming here. It's really, really hard to do things consistently on your own. So, but if you have a group of people that you're accountable to, whether it's a coach, whether it's a, a training group, whether it's a group of your friends that are doing stuff together, but the people that you're trying to surround yourself with are going to have a huge impact on your long-term success. So finding some kind of a community, even if it's just two or three people that you can go to the gym with that you're kind of accountable to, that you're going to go there. Like, I feel like I have clients that come here because they're afraid of me breaking their chops. Like I'm a I'm a kind of a sarcastic guy. And like, even if it's if, if for me as a coach, if I can get someone to come in here and work out because they don't want me to break their balls the next time, <laughs> like that's, that's why I did my job. That's so a win. Right. So fi like finding someone who's going to be that person for you or that group of people for you, that's going to kind of like that one day, because there's going to be days when, we, when you get up and you're like, damn, I just don't feel like doing it. But the people are going to hold you accountable. And, and that, and having that community, that's going to keep you going back and keep you doing the right things. That for me, like, that's what this, that's what this place is for us, for a lot of people is like, 
They come here to see their friends and they're, they're working out at the same time. And if we can create that environment, that's a success for us. So, well, and here's the thing, that's what separates you from, from grabbing and, uh, and work out off of YouTube or something like that. You know, that's exactly. it's, it's not only not, you're getting guidance and you're getting coaching and you're getting, you know, that you're doing the right thing for your body for one, but also it's that community piece that, that you talked about that, um, if you're not there, somebody may ask some questions and that's, that's really important. That's what separates, you know, a place like yours and a place like mine with, with, you know, you can grab workouts anywhere. No, a hundred percent. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that people need that we see in, in our community is they need some kind of accountability. I mean, there's no mystery to what good nutrition is. Like I can show you three meals and you can pick out the best one. There's nothing scientific about that. Like most people know what good food is. Most people know that they're overweight. Most people, there's no secrets out there. The secret is to like, how can you get someone to, to do the right things? And for us, that is, you know, having some accountability and accountability doesn't have to be someone screaming at you. It's not a drill sergeant or like a, a coach, a coach who's a jerk. It's just like, and for us, it's like we, people, we want people to want to come here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, that's our biggest thing is that we say like, we want to create an environment that we want people to walk in the door and really want to come here multiple times a week. And when we, we, we create that and they start coming and they're, they're consistent, you know, there's, there's some hard work going on in here. And sometimes people are a little bit uncomfortable doing certain things, but, but that accountability is such a huge part of it. And if you don't have that, there's very few people that I've met that can do this on their own. Even the professional athletes, like look at any professional athlete, even individual sports, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, they have coaches. Like, they, like everybody's got a coach. Everybody's got a teammate. Anybody's successful. There's someone in the background who's telling them like, listen, it's time to go. Listen, we got to do this. We got to do that. That Everybody has it. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no such thing as self-made anything. So the community is a huge part. For sure. All right. Well, that's awesome. And, And I think it's stuff that anybody, anybody who's listening can, can sort of audit their life a little bit and audit how things are going and just decide, you know, what's going to be most important for them going forward. So, um, no, you'll you'll get something out of that for sure if you were listening here. But uh, Tom, thank you so much for for taking the time with us today. I really always appreciate our conversations and um, excited to get out to New Jersey to see you guys again. Yeah, man, you're always welcome. And if anybody listening, if you're ever in New Jersey, New York area, don't be afraid to stop in. It's it's very similar to what you guys are doing at Advantage. So and and everybody's always welcome. So thanks what's for having good, me, Brian. What's a good way to get a hold of you? Uh, my email, I'm Tom at GabrielFitness.com. Spell Gabriel. Uh, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-E. It's a, it's an Italian name. So it's an Italian <laughs> way. It's not like Gabriel, like the first, someone's first name. Um, also, if you just search Tom, my last name is Langton, L-A-N-G-T-O-N. Uh, all the sort of like Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. I'd love, be, I'd love to be your friend. We're already friends, Brian. But if any of your people want to be my friend, I'd love to be your friend as well. It's good to have friends. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that's all we got for today. So thank you for listening. And until next time, make sure you're following the Fit Life Formula, three days of something you love, two days of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time.